Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hello, I am Dr. Adam DeFault, the superintendent of Catholic schools for the Diocese of Columbus, and this is Becoming Saints, the podcast of the Office of Catholic Schools. Our podcast name, Becoming Saints, comes from a beautiful statement and a powerful reminder from Pope Benedict XVI, who said, a good Catholic school, over and above this, should help all its students to become saints. And indeed, that is the mission and purpose of our 52 Catholic schools as we strive to fulfill the teaching mission given to us by Jesus. Today is our second episode in our first season of this podcast focused on education in our diocese. We're recording today in the new Our Lady Star of the New Evangelization Studio at the Diocese of Columbus. And today we'll be talking about the Central Catholic League the Athletic League for the five Columbus high schools, Bishop Watterson, Bishop Hartley, Bishop Reedy, St. Francis de Sales, and St. Charles. Our guest today is Mr. Jim Jones, who serves as the assistant principal at St. Francis de Sales High School, his alma mater, and is also the commissioner of the Central Catholic League, the sports league for most of the Catholic high schools in Columbus with a 61-year history. Welcome, Jim. Adam, thank you for having me today. Great to have you here. Let's begin together in prayer, and then we'll turn our attention to CCL sports. So let's begin together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is a prayer for Catholic schools. Dear Lord, continue to bless our Catholic schools. Help them to continue to be a source of wisdom, to learn about your love for us. May all who enter their classrooms be filled with the gift of your Holy Spirit and come to know you in a more meaningful way. May Catholic education grow so that your good news can be taught to children from all around your world. Amen. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Jim, thanks for coming in today. We wanted to talk about the CCL, especially as fall sports are gearing up mm-hmm. and it's, it's that exciting time of the year. Yes. When the league is new and the teams are ready, and it's a, it's a fun time. And we wanted to talk specifically about the role of faith. And, and the CCL is such a special gift and treasure in our diocese that something like this does not exist in most dioceses. So we wanted to get into a little bit of, of what the CCL is all about. And then later on, we'll talk a little bit uh, about what this fall is going to look like. So why don't we just start uh, really one of the most interesting features of the CCL is that it's made up entirely of Catholic schools. Historically, for the most part, it has been made up of like-minded schools, schools that are going to be Christian schools or private schools or or Catholic schools. Can you talk a little bit about how you see that and how the CCL is set apart from other leagues? Absolutely, Adam. Um, When I think of the Central Catholic League, the first word that comes to mind for me is family. And I say that from this vantage point. If you think about our high schools right now, how many of the young people sitting in our high schools have moms and or dads or moms and dads 
that both attended that high school or our diocesan high schools. And so when these young people are growing up in our feeder schools, it's ingrained in them from the time they're in kindergarten. And they understand what it means to be a stallion or to be a hawk or to be an eagle. And oftentimes, you know, use an example of a student that may have attended St. Michael, and that student decided that he was going to go to Bishop Watterson, but his buddy decided to go to St. Charles. And so now when they're in high school, they're rivals on the field, but on Sunday morning at Mass, they might be sitting next to each other. And when you think about the people um, who are in our league, and I use that word family, and I, I don't use it loosely, but the care that our people show for one another from school to school is tremendous, and that's what sets us apart. It doesn't happen in other leagues, and, and we see it um, when we travel to play our opponents who are not in the Central Catholic League. On a Friday night when Hartley's playing football, I can tell you that the people from DeSales are wondering how they're doing, and they're rooting them on and wanting them to be as successful as possible because we are a family, and that's what a family does for one another. And and that, uh, you know, you think about it when you hear te- people talk about, like, the Big Ten, and you're either an Ohio State fan or a Michigan fan, and, and you can't root for the other um, on a day where they're not playing one another. I married a Michigan fan, <laughs> and I can tell you that, you know, I want to see our teams be successful all the time in every way. And um, and it's interesting because when you do go to Mass on Sundays, people will be talking about, well, how did the Stallions do this week? How did the Cardinals do this week? How are the Knights doing? And uh, they want to know, and, and they're excited to hear the stories about how the teams perform and how the young people play. But what's really cool is that you have the opportunity to see all of these families together worshiping on Sundays after a hard-fought game on, on Friday or Saturday. Excellent. It's an interconnectedness. Absolutely. That's so unique and so rare. And I like what you said, too. It starts at that elementary school with the way yes. that our diocese is set up with feeder schools. You build that sense of this is, this is our family, this is our school, and, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, it's so rare and so special to see. And it, you can feel that for sure on those Friday nights when yes. the sales is hosting Hartley or Watterson yes. is playing at St. Charles. I mean, it's, uh, you feel that electric feeling, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a rivalry, but it's a good-natured rivalry. Absolutely. And that's what we want. Like yeah. I said, it all comes back to bring everyone together again on Sunday morning. For sure. So with that idea of faith being so central and so critical in how the CCL, the philosophy, the fabric of the CCL, how do we intentionally incorporate our Catholic faith into the student-athlete experience? What does that look like? Well, let me start here. Before and after every practice, no matter what school you go to, you'll see our teams in some form of prayer. They'll be in a huddle, and they'll start their, their activity with a prayer. They'll end their activity with a prayer. Because 
That's the reason why we're here, first and foremost, is for our faith. It's got to be a part of everything that we do. It has to permeate what we do. And then it, it trickles down from there. You'll see our young people, you talk about our Catholic faith. What's at the center of our Catholic faith? Service. You'll see our young people helping with charity newsies. You'll see our young people at St. Stephen's Community Center. You'll see them helping with beautification of parks and recreation places. So they're, they're giving back to their community. Their faith is being forward in their community. One of the things that I've really enjoyed as far as being the commissioner of the Central Catholic League is not necessarily being at games, but seeing our young people at a rosary rally on a Sunday afternoon in the middle of August when they're right in the heart of their season, but here they are giving up their time. Their coach is giving up their time being away from their families because our faith is the center point of what we do. In fact, we just did that Absolutely. Two weeks ago. And, and we've kind of stepped it up a little bit. In years past, we had it for our football teams or for our basketball teams. But this year at Bishop Hartley, at the conclusion of our yearly uh, league head coaches meetings, we had all of the fall sport athletes come together. And at Bishop Hartley's gymnasium, we had a mass. And it was beautiful. You, you saw the purple and white. You saw the silver and blue. You saw the red and white, the red, white, and blue, and the maroon and gold. It was sprinkled throughout the entire gym, and it was a packed house. And the neat thing was the parents were with us, too. And parents need to be a part of this. Um, it was beautiful. 600-plus yeah. student-athletes and their coaches. Yeah. And we're not going to stop there. We're going to continue to do that at the beginning of our winter sports season as well as our spring sports season. And it's just a great way to kick off um, that part of the year. But it, it really is a testament to who we are. And um, Father that day was fantastic because he's obviously the chaplain at, at Bishop yeah, Hartley. Father Michael Fulton. Yeah, yes. Father Fulton did a great job. And uh, he teased the other schools. And that's what it's all about. It was know? a very good nature it teasing. Was. But it was. Yes, it, it was great. in his Bill uh, Hartley's <laughs> in there as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was a great message and a great day, and I think that really captured what what this is all about and what the CCL is for. So for our students, how do we view their participation in sports, and how do, how do our students balance that with demanding athletics? I mean, the CCL competes at a high level. How do students handle that with also demanding course loads and demanding classes in, in high school? Adam, the first thing that I'll mention is this. I look at our athletics as co-curricular, not extracurricular. And from that vantage point, co-curricular means that the lessons that they are learning on the field, on the court, on the pitch, wherever it might be, carry over into the classroom. You can't be a solid student athlete, and I emphasize student athlete, without having both realms in good order, meaning you've got to take care of business in the classroom if you're going to be able to do the job on Friday night. They go hand in hand. They're synonymous. But one of the things, if you look across the board at all of our schools within the Central Catholic League, our student athletes are the ones who are the greatest school leaders. They are in student council. 
They're in charge of co-curricular clubs and activities. They're helping to lead retreats. They're helping to lead groups of ambassadors that get the school ready for the underclassmen as they start their careers at our various schools. They are so involved, and I think it's kind of a, a way of life for them. They're, they're leaders, uh, and they're the people that we count on as administrators. They're the people that we look up to and uh, our younger people look up to for you know, the best way to go about things. It's creating a culture. Without question. It's creating a culture that permeates an entire school building. It's not just St. Francis de Sales High School Athletics or St. Charles Athletics. It's a part of everything that happens at the school. And it really probably doesn't start with the students. Uh, It probably starts at home with their parents and all the lessons that kind of go together with that. And I look at the Central Catholic League as a partnership between the student-athlete, their parents, the coaches, and the administrators at each school. And we all have to work together to have a cohesive group. And never was that more evident, Adam, than a few years ago when COVID knocked the world on end. And at a time where we didn't think we would be able to have high school sports, we not only had high school sports, but our schools thrived. And our young people need that. They need to have that outlet of athletics, whether you're a varsity athlete, a junior varsity athlete, or an incoming freshman athlete. Um, They need that opportunity to just get out there and and work off that energy. Because, again, it's it's about a life balance. And that's, that's another lesson that I think our coaches do a great job of instilling in our young people, sharing with them, you know, the opportunity of, you know, you got to make sure you have all your work done. You got to make sure you're being a good uh, daughter and son for your parents at home. You got to make sure you incorporate, you know, time for you as well. And it, it's just one of those things where we, as coaches, administrators, are helping our young people prepare for their future. And athletics is a great way of doing that. Completes that well-rounded student, the academics, the physical, the mental, and Absolutely. the spiritual. Absolutely. Making sure that it's a, a complete, well-rounded education. For sure. So the CCL has been around for a long time. Last year was the, I mean, it's an amazing tradition in this yeah. diocese, and I said it at the top, but this doesn't exist in most dioceses in the country. This league has been in operation for 61 years. There are lots of alumni, lots of pride in this league. Can you talk about that history and what the CCL means to the Diocese of Columbus? Sure. Um, Adam, if you think about it, in, in 60 years of competition, the Central Catholic League has won 90 state titles. <laughs> That's amazing. 90 state titles. Let me break it down for you even more from there. Bishop Reedy has won six. St. Charles has won 14. And this is across team sports. Bishop Hartley has won 17. Bishop Watterson has won 19. And St. Francis de Sales has won 34. 34 state titles. There are some years where our small league of five will compete for multiple state titles in a year. Last year alone, the boys lacrosse team from St. Francis de Sales won the state title in the spring. The field hockey team from Bishop Watterson won the state title in the fall. 
the girls' volleyball team from Bishop Hartley competed for a state title last year. Fell a little short, but we're still there competing. Um, I, I attribute the success of our schools to one thing, and that's community. And the neat thing about community is that when we are playing each other game in and game out, we're getting the greatest challenge we're ever going to have. Because when DeSales lines up against Watterson, they want to beat each other. But what they don't realize is they're making each other better at the same time. And so I think it's that competition, night in and night out, against fellow Central Catholic League schools that makes our teams better when they face non-league opponents when they get into tournament play because they've already been in that environment where it's a fully packed house, they're playing in front of the big lights, they've been on the big stage already, and they know what it's all about. And so now they're ready to compete. And you think about the Central Catholic League over that time, well before my time, there, there were some great characters, some great people that have paved the way for the coaches and the players who are involved now. I think of a gentleman by the name of Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan did so much not only at St. Charles, but at Bishop Hartley. I think of Trees Sherrick, the founding father of St. Francis de Sales High School Athletics. And from those gentlemen, you hear names like Tony Pusateri, Dick Geyer, I mean, when you watch football on Saturday afternoon and you watch the University of Cincinnati play, you see an alum from the Central Catholic League in Luke Fickle. Yeah. Gets his start right here in the Diocese of Columbus. And I can tell you he is instilling the same lessons that he learned while here with his young men at the University of Cincinnati. And you better believe there's a correlation as to why they were where they were at the end of last football yeah. season. Absolutely. Um, so there, there's so much, but it's just a special feel. And we, we hear that very point. And you mentioned the, um, the annual meeting that we do, the annual coaches meeting. Mm-hmm. That always features a speaker. And mm-hmm. in the years that I've been here, the speakers are always very easy to find, very excited to come back. But yes. the message is always the same, that they cite the CCL as a formative or even transformative experience mm-hmm. in their life. Yeah. You. There's a gentleman by the name of Randy Reinhardt. I don't know if you remember Randy's talk or not, but he is a local television celebrity. Yeah. And, and Randy really captured it very well in that, again, he, he went back to the notion of, I feel like I'm at home when I'm with the people in the Central Catholic League. And it's such a welcoming environment. Uh, our young people want to be here. Our families want to be here. And I just think that breeds success. Absolutely. And you mentioned that that impressive record, incredible record at the state level. Honestly, it seems like I'm at a championship presentation or two every single year. What do you attribute that history to? Well, I think, again, I go back to the notion of the challenge, but I will say this. I think our young people feed off of that history. When they are at any of our Central Catholic League schools, they want to help hang those banners. They want you know, to see their team be recognized and, and be on that podium. And, uh, boy, they do a great job of working hard at it. They sure do. They sure do. So with all of that background and history, let's, let's kind of take a, take a look at what this fall is going to look like. Where, uh, in the midst of the fall sports seasons, uh, what are the teams that are playing? 
right now. Absolutely. So um, if you're out and about uh, on any uh, weeknight, you could see our young people on the golf course. You could see our young people on the tennis courts. Our young ladies are playing tennis uh, in the fall, and our young men play in the spring. Um, But you also see our cross-country runners out there getting after it. Um, And then football Friday nights, volleyball, boys and girls soccer, all of those teams are in action right now. And the young people who are um, winter sport athletes won't be too long before they start preparing as well. And I want to go back, Adam, to something that we talked about earlier. I think another thing that makes the Central Catholic League as special as it is is that the young people that you see playing right now in the fall, you'll also see many of them playing again in the spring and in the winter. Um, We have multiple sport athletes, and I think that's really what adds to that level of competition, that level of challenge. These kids have grown up playing against each other again since they were in the fourth grade through the diocesan feeder school system. So they know each other, and they do care for one another, but they're competitive, and like anybody else, they want to be successful. So I think that multiple sport athlete is is a great testament to our school as well. In the bigger schools, you don't see that as much uh, many, uh, in, in many years. Uh, you know, you look at the, the bigger schools that, that are in the suburbs, you don't hear about a young person that plays two or three sports. Right. But it happens within our schools, and I think it makes us special. Definitely. I think it makes that young person that much more of a leader. Mm-hmm. Definitely, and there's so many sports to choose from as well. They can really find the right match for their talents. Absolutely. That's great. So who are, who are the top athletes that you're watching this fall? So and We should kind of mention that that question comes because the CCL has this great history of sending kids to athletics in college and having some great success. Absolutely. So what do you see as some of the top athletes, key storylines that you're seeing this, this season? So uh, in the area of volleyball, I want to mention two young ladies, one from Bishop Hartley uh, and one from Bishop Watterson. Ella Brandwee from Bishop Hartley has already committed to Ohio State. Wow. And uh, Ava Hoing for volleyball has already committed to the University of Kentucky. And they both have great bloodlines. Uh, Ella's father played basketball at the Ohio State University. Ava's father was the quarterback at the Ohio State University. And so great bloodlines there, but these kids are doing a great job. And when you watch Hartley and Watterson play volleyball uh, this fall, it's going to be a heck of a contest. So that's something I'm really looking forward to. to Yes, for sure. We have two young men uh, on the golf course right now, Leo Walling from St. Charles and uh, Vaughn Harbor from St. Francis de Sales High School. I'm a little bit jealous, quite frankly, uh, watching their scores. They're shooting in the 60s, um, time in and time out, and they are medalists, and their teams are finishing in the top two or three when they're competing. So I look for those guys to be playing on the last weekend of the golf season um, at the OSU Scarlet course competing for a state title. Whether that be as an individual or team is yet to be seen, but I think they both have the makings of playing golf far into the season and also potentially in their futures. You just don't hear about that very often, uh, shooting 66, 67 as a 15, 16-year-old in high school. That is very impressive. Very. Very. Yeah. And then the (laughs) – 
the the other typical storylines for the fall, uh, when you look at the football season, weeks six, eight, and ten of the high school football season, you're going to see DeSales versus Hartley in week six, DeSales and Watterson in week eight, and obviously those are big-time matchups, not only within the Central Catholic League, but across the state of Ohio. You look at a young man from Bishop Watterson like Cole Rett, who's already verbally committed to Toledo. Um, His name escapes me right now, but I know there's a young man at St. Charles that is also verbally committed, I believe, to the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, When these guys line up against each other, it's going to be a battle, and uh, they play really hard, and it's a fierce competition for a few hours. But like I said, afterwards, they're back together as friends on Sunday. Excellent. Well, Jim, thank you so much for your time today. I think you've really helped highlight what a treasure we have in the CCL and what a blessing this is for our high schools and for our diocese. Thank you for being here. Thanks for all that you do, both in your role as assistant principal at St. Francis de Sales and as a commissioner of the CCL. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate the opportunity and look forward to being back here in the winter. Sounds good. We'll look forward to it. Thanks, Jim. Absolutely. You have been listening to the second episode of Becoming Saints, the podcast of the Office of Catholic Schools. Our guest has been Mr. Jim Jones, the commissioner of the Central Catholic League. New podcasts will come out twice a month on the second and fourth Fridays every month, both in audio and visual formats. In the meantime, you can learn more about our schools in the diocese by visiting our website, education.columbuscatholic.org. While you are there, take a look at our tuition assistance page to learn more about our new Emmaus Road Scholarship Fund, an Ohio scholarship granting organization that allows you to turn your tax dollars into tuition assistance for students in need throughout our diocese. Donate through our website or at EmmausRoadScholarshipFund.org. Thank you for listening today, and Jim Jones, Thank you for joining me. God bless. Is that okay? Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.